Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last week's most holy body and blood of Christ. The first reading reveals the sacredness of Mount Sinai to the Israelites. The second reading tells us that we are the tabernacles of God. The gospel tells us that Eucharist means unity and thanksgiving. This week, share your faith with someone. Tell them what Jesus' death means to you and what it means to eat at the Lord's table. You may be sharing this revelation with someone who is very hungry for spiritual food. 
It might be someone in your family, school, or work. Jesus calls each one of us to feed his lambs. Go forth and share your faith and feed his lambs. Deacon Ken answered that in one of his old books. I encouraged a young single woman that to keep herself chaste until she gets married is a positive way to invite the Holy Spirit to stay in residence in her temple body. And I answered that Jesus's death is what has transformed my life from feeling unloved to loved. Receiving him in the Eucharist reminds me over and over of his love for me. I receive his life in me. My bedroom in my home, my quiet space where I am alone with the Lord is where I discovered intimate love with our Lord as I pray, read, and ponder his all-powerful word. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings of from the homily you heard on Sunday and from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken says, rules and regulations don't save us. Only the blood of Jesus Christ does. His application, I listen much more than tell people what the rules of the church are. I try to think like Jesus would. I encourage them to repent, be reconciled, be healed. And I answered that. The disciples did the preparations for the Passover after following Jesus's instructions as to where to prepare it. Jesus then gave his disciples his body to eat and his blood to drink. My application, receive the forgiveness and love God has for me when I go to communion and then bring that love to all I meet. A friend answered that for us this week. Although not a new thought for me, the gospel from Corpus Christi brings home the conviction that I must prepare my heart body and soul to receive the precious body and blood of my Lord. If that means asking my brother for forgiveness for an injury I have caused him, then I must act on that. A few weeks ago, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that although I had told my brother I was sorry for the angry conversation I had with him last November before the elections, my apology was less than sincere. So I called him on the phone, and when he answered, I began singing, I just called to say I love you. I just called to say how much I care. He said, ah, oh, that's so sweet, sis. I love you too. Since that morning, we have resumed our former loving relationship. What a powerful answer or application to that. This week, we are going into ordinary time. It is the 11th Sunday of ordinary time. The gospel is from Mark 4, 26 to 34. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said, this is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man went to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. 
Of its own accord, the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, to what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed that when it is sown in the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so that the sea birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them, but to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The word of the Lord. Go into the question. What would a man scatter on the ground? Mark 4, 26. C. What would a man not know as he would sleep and rise? How the seed would sprout and grow? Of its own accord, what does the land yield? And what does man do when the grain is ripe? It yields fruit. He yields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. What happens to those who die in the Lord and who harvested the earth? Revelations 14, 13 to 16 says, I heard a voice from heaven say, write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, said the spirit, let them find rest from their labors for their works accompany them. Then I looked and there was a white cloud and sitting on the cloud, one who looked like a son of man when, with a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Another angel came out of the temple, crying out in a loud voice to the one sitting on the cloud, use your sickle and reap the harvest for the time to reap has come because the earth's harvest is fully ripe. So the one who was sitting on the clouds swung his sickle over the earth and the earth was harvested. What happens at the resurrection of the dead? What is sown and what is raised? 1 Corinthians 15, 42 to 44 says, so also is the resurrection from the dead. It is sown corruptible, it is raised incorruptible. It is sown dishonorable, it is raised glorious. It is sown weak, it is raised powerful. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual one. What did Jesus say about the kingdom of God? To what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use for it? And what is the mustard seed when it is sown in the ground? The smallest of all the seeds on the earth. What is the tongue considered? James 3, 5 to 6 says, In the same way the tongue is small, a small member, and has, yet has great pretensions. Consider how a small fire can set a huge forest ablaze. The tongue is also a fire. It exists among our members as a world of malice. 
defiling the whole body and setting the entire course of our lives on fire. Itself set on fire by Gehenna. What happens when the mustard seed springs up? What does it put forth and who dwells in its shade? Mark 4.32 becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches so the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. How does our faith grow? Romans 10.17 says, thus faith comes from what is heard and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. A personal question. How has your faith grown? And what have you found to hinder your, your growth in faith? Deacon Ken said, it parallels my commitment to God's word. Pride and distractions. And in another book, he said, very slowly, surely, his faith has grown. And his uh, his intellect, stubbornness, and pride, and vanity are what hinder it. And I said, through the word of God and by acting upon it, not obeying and putting God's word into practice and not listening has hindered my growth. How did Jesus speak the parables? He spoke the word to them as they were able to understand it. What did Jesus do in private with his disciples? Without parables, he did not speak to them. But to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. Personal. In your private prayer time with the Lord, how does Jesus speak to you through his Holy Spirit dwelling within you? Deacon Ken said, he speaks to me in Psalms, music, scripture, and through people. He speaks very clearly to me in his own way. He speaks to me through scripture, through Marie and other people. And for me, I said, through the word of God, sometimes what I am reading, he makes so clear to me, I feel tremendously loved by him and chosen and special. He touches my heart so I not only know God loves me, but I feel his presence and love for me personally. The love he fills me up with in the morning, I take with me to give to whoever I meet during the day. Read and meditate on Psalm 92. We're going into the Psalm now. Psalm 92, 2 to 3, 13 to 16. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to your name. Most High, to proclaim your kindness at dawn and your faithfulness throughout the night. The just man shall flourish like the palm tree, like a cedar of Lebanon shall he grow. They that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit even in old age. Vigorous and sturdy shall they be, declaring how just is the Lord, my rock in whom there is no wrong. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm, and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken had to proclaim your kindness at dawn and your faithfulness through the night touched him. And his application, sing his praises when I can't sleep. Read his comforting word. And I have 
He is saying to me that he proclaims his love to me in the morning prayer time and sustains me through the night. He is faithful to me. Also, I will bear fruit in my old age. My application, continue to receive his love every morning. Praise him more and show my love for him by loving those I come in contact with during the day. I am pushing 80 years old and strive to allow the fruit of the Holy Spirit be evident in my life. Whenever I am loving, joyful, at peace, patient, kind, generous, faithful, gentle, and have self-control, others see God in me. My old age is saying to me, I must decrease, he must increase. Thank you, Jesus. And commentary, Mark 4, 26 to 34. Today's gospel reveals that spiritual growth is a continual, gradual process that reaches its fullness in spiritual maturity. Spiritual growth is very much like the slow, steady growth of a plant. It is harvested when it reaches its time of fullness. Jesus' example of the tiny mustard seed really identifies with the church. Our Catholic church started out very small. It was not very long before it had grown into a worldwide Christian community of believers. The tiny mustard seed is also like you and me in that when we feel alone in our stand for Christ, we realize that God is building a worldwide kingdom through us. God has many faithful followers in every part of the world. And our faith, no matter how small, can join with others to accomplish great things. Today, our faith continues to grow through hearing his word. And we need to proclaim his word to all we meet whether in our homes, workplaces, or schools, Matthew 28, 19. Jesus spoke in parables to challenge the sincere seekers to discover the true meaning of his words. He spoke out against hypocrisy and impure motives, which were characteristic of the various members of the crowd listening to Jesus. We need to realize that only as we put God's teachings into practice will we understand and see more of the truth. The truth is clear, but our ability to understand it is imperfect. As we obey, we will sharpen our vision and increase our understanding. James 1, to 25. Today, as in the days of this gospel, Those who truly listen to Jesus and obey his holy word know what he is talking about. Praise God. We got to listen and follow him. Our application this week, the first reading reveals that putting our hope in man rather than in God is a false hope. The second reading shows us that belief is is in action that calls for a response. We live the way we really believe. The gospel tells us that hypocrisy is defeated by truth. This week, make a list of what areas in your life are a hypocrisy, and then confess that one area to Christian brothers or sisters. 
so that he or she may pray that you will be healed. James 5, 16. Pick out someone from your family, job, or school and be specific. Remember, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much, James 5, 16. The truth of Christ will really set you free from hypocrisy, John 8, 32. In one week, you will experience a tremendous healing. Write to us and share how God has answered your prayer. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson today. We thank you for your love your guidance, your direction. We love you, Lord, with all our heart. And we thank you for teaching us through your Holy Spirit and reminding us that we are temples of your Holy Spirit and we are to go out and make disciples of all the nations. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.